to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with me, Polly Lavarello, Evergreen Marketing Expert. This podcast is for you if you are an online entrepreneur who's looking to simplify their business to scale. On this podcast, you can expect to hear regular talk about wealth, about selling, and about well-being. Because I believe these three core fundamental things are pivotal to your growth moving forward. And welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with myself, Polly Lavarello, evergreen marketing expert and cushy business pioneer. And today I promised I would be sharing with you the number one mistake that is holding you back from making more sales. And you'll probably have noticed by now that this podcast episode is titled The Fortune is in the Follow-Up. Um, obviously for SEO purposes, I wanted this episode to be as easy to find as possible. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted you to land on this and listen to this. So I decided to aptly name it The Fortune is in the Follow-Up. And if you listened to the last episode where I talked about how to get the most sales out of this final quarter of the year, um, you'll have noticed in step two, where I talk about nurturing leads that have come into your world, that I did reference the phrase, the fortune is in the follow-up. And obviously I like to keep these episodes relatively snackable, which meant that I didn't go very in-depth on this theme. And I really felt like I owed it to you, my listener, to talk about this more in-depth because it's one of those things, right, that so many of us are aware of, and I myself included, up until I would say very recently, have been very uncomfortable with acting upon it. And, you know, as you know, with these podcasts, they're a blend of strategical advice alongside with a bit of the kind of mindset, nervous system stuff thrown into, because ultimately we can know all the right things. We can be given all the very best advice. You know, as I've shared with you before, marketing is pretty simple you know, consistency is the biggest piece. And this is why when I work with my clients, one of the biggest things we are just trying to nail down, well, not trying to, that we do nail down, is finding a way to market their business in a way that feels good. You know, obviously there are certain things we do in business, particularly around visibility, um, which can feel pretty stretchy. So it's not to say that everything feels good immediately, but the really important piece, similar to nutrition, similar to exercise, similar to any hobby or habit that you would like to maintain long-term. You know, it's the same with business. If it doesn't feel good, you're gonna drop it. You know, the moment things feel difficult or there's any kind of resistance, you're just gonna stop doing it, right? Because you're just gonna be like, well, this never felt good anyway. I don't wanna do this. And I think the thing that scares people the most around following up is this fear that someone could turn around and say, oi, bog off, like, why are you spamming me? And we, nobody wants to be that person, right? Nobody, like we all get enough of that in our own inboxes. And we see how those people get literally dragged through the mud on social media going, oh, look at this person again in my DMs. Like I wouldn't have said this. And, and, and I think there's that fear. There's a real genuine fear of like, oh, I don't wanna seem needy. I don't wanna seem pushy. I don't want to seem salesy. And at the same time, like when we look at the hard facts, most people don't buy first time. Yes, there's a percentage. There's that 1% who'll go, boom, I'm in. But you know what? There's a heck of a lot more people in your following, on your mailing list, 
who've had conversations with you or who've even potentially worked with you who would be really ready and excited to work with you today if you ask them, injecting you know several thousands of pounds potentially into your business revenue this month if only you would make the invitation. And so this is why. I hope as you listen to this, you're like, oh yeah, she did need, I did need to hear this, you know? And you know what? I, I think there, I say this a lot of the time to so many people in the online business space where people will say, if you've been in business a while, you'll have heard a lot of the same things a lot of times. And I genuinely believe there's a reason behind that. I genuinely believe that things land on a different level every time. I believe if you don't think that there's an opportunity for elevation or expansion in what it is that you're doing, then you're not doing it right. You're missing opportunities. Now, every time you hear a question, even if you think you've heard it before, even if you think you've done it before, even if you think you're doing it, please allow yourself to sit with that resistance and and think about why, What, what is this resistance? And very importantly, is this resistance holding me back from growing a successful business? Because that is what I want for all of you. I don't want you just to have flash in the pan success. I don't want you on a kind of wild horse with your knees tightly gripped to the sides of it. You know, I don't want your business to feel that way. I want it to feel really manageable, really good, really spacious, really impactful. And you do get to have all of those things when you're intentional about it. And I think one of the really important things to say before I go into the three points that, you know, might be stopping you from following up and things you should consider or work with to help you get past them. You know, I think it's really important to say that the reason why when I start off working with my clients, we talk about committing to your cush and then we look at upgrading your offer suite is because if you, you know, like before we even get into the three reasons why people won't do it with a good offer, an offer that they know will transform their clients' lives, if, if you have any wavering doubt around the power of what it is that you are delivering for your clients, if you have any questions about whether you really do fulfill on the promises you're making your clients, If you are concerned that the infrastructure of your program currently allows your clients to get overwhelmed or lost, if you are living more in fear of somebody not liking what you're doing than motivated by the excitement of what you can bring for your clients, then all of the rest of what I'm about to say is not really going to change anything. So, you know, the foundational element to feeling confident about following up with someone and making invitations is feeling really, really good about what it is that you are delivering. And this is why it's such an intrinsic piece to any of the work I do with my clients. And what I love about every client that comes to work with me is they'll often think, I've got a pretty banging group program, you know, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, And every time when they go through my auditing process, they see so many holes. They pick up on so many blind spots. They recognize areas which will really support them to support even more clients at an even deeper level with absolutely no extra work for themselves. I mean, not long term. I mean, of course, there's a foundational work that's required to put into it. But once it's done, it's creating much stronger foundations and elevated results, which they cannot wait to get for their clients, which then makes it so much easier. I mean, like, would you be having 
the equivalent of the very best house party with, you know, the very best DJ and the very best cocktails and the very best, you know, I mean, obviously put this in the context of whatever feels good for you. You might not like DJs and cocktails, but whatever it is, if you were hosting the very best party and, you know, you saw someone outside who was, you know, like one of your mates in, in their fancy disco gear and like just walking down the street, would you just let them walk by? Or would you make the invitation and be like, mate, I've got the best party happening inside. You've got to come in. Well, you know, it's exactly the same with your offering. Like, would you know that there is someone who is going to be immensely helped by working with you and not let them know about this new iteration as to how you're inviting them in or not let them know about this new training that you're releasing. Okay. So remember that these are invitations and also these are autonomous human beings. You know, I often will say to people that I reach out to and say, you know, let me know if you're in a different phase right now, if this isn't your focus and, you know, I'll happily, you know, like, well, I don't say I'll happily not share, but, you know, if this isn't the focus for you, right, let, let me know and I'll know, like, I'll take you off my list to kind of reach out to when something comes up that feels like it could be a good fit for you. And I honor whatever they respond with, right? But when it comes from your heart, when it comes from your heart space, this follow-up, gosh, I'm sounding a bit hippie right now, but roll roll with it, will you? Roll with me. But, you know, when it's coming from your heart, from a place of genuine care and not from a space of like money, 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 you know, when you're doing it from a space of, I wouldn't want something, you know, if I was this person, I wouldn't want to miss out on this invitation. It feels so much easier. Okay. So that's a little, little kind of uh, prequel to what I'm about to show you. Don't worry. These three reasons are pretty simple. So one of the reasons why you might not be following up is that you just don't know what to say. And I know I rather unhelpfully in the last episode shared, that's why I have templates in my program. Because you're probably thinking, that's good for your clients, Polly, but I don't have access to your program. What do I say? Well, let me give you a little clue. You know, obviously it's not as simple as just banging on the digital door saying, buy my thing. That's never going to work very well. Um, But I do think there's also a beauty to being relatively direct. I absolutely hate it when people come into my inbox and start complimenting my cat and then suddenly go off on some random tangent immediately into pitching at me. I'd rather they just came in and said, hey, I checked out your profile and I can see you're doing this. Curious to know if you'd like to learn more about blah blah Um, I would prefer that because I can just immediately say yes or no, then be entertaining someone who I just know is just trying to warm me up to a pitch that there's nothing more frustrating than that. So what I would say, and this comes back to the premise that I'm always sharing on this podcast, which is, you know, building and growing and running the business that you would like to buy from. So Without me sharing with you the kind of very specific, relatively generic templates, which I obviously encourage people to personalize, obviously founded in the the premise of, like I say, I think it's better to be transparent and upfront about how you communicate with people uh, in a way that makes them feel comfortable and empowered and always the one in the steering, you know, the steering wheel. (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, You know, that will always allow for more comfortable conversations. But beyond that, like I say, just taking a moment, because again, like I say, people do not slow down. They do not slow down. They'll just go, oh, that feels difficult. I don't know what to say. Someone might not not like it. I'm not going to do it. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you sit down for 30 minutes with a journal and just take the time to think about, well, what would I be happy receiving? Reflect on, has anyone reached out to you recently where it felt like a really natural sales conversation? Open that conversation up. Look at it, what it was that they were saying to you 
and make note of the kind of questions and things they were saying that felt good to you. Um, you know, I'm sure you've had somebody do it recently. So have a look at that. If none of them have felt good, think about why they didn't feel good. Think about why you'd then do it differently. Like I say, for me, one of the things I recognized was I really don't like it when people do a big, long preamble, which, you know, like when they're dropping in every 24 hours to ask some innocuous question to then at some point pitch at me. It just doesn't feel good. But I do like it when they have something that's going to be a value or a service to me. If they're helping me recognize that they've got some free training I could get access to, a live that they think I'll find helpful. So, you know, think about what feels good to you. And then here we go. Here's the little secret sauce, a little bit of magic I'm sprinkling on this. Write down your own freaking template. Write down what it is that you will be saying in future. So that if you've had one of those days where you're like, oh, this feels like too much effort. But at the same time, this is a really good opportunity. I should be saying something to this person right now because they've just started chatting to me and my stories and there, you know, there's a good opportunity here. Just have it like saved in your phone notes so you can refer to it and be like, ah, yeah, okay, that's what I'm going to say. Okay. Because our brains, you know, one of the best bits of wisdom, actually my own client, um, Debbie Edwards imparted with me. In fact, she's coming on the podcast very soon, which I'm very excited for. But she shared, she said, you know, cyclical human beings, one of the best things we can do to ensure for consistency in business, which we all know we need to be successful we need to be batching. We need to be planning ahead. She was, you know, and, and, and it's so true. Okay. It's so true. And this is exactly the same why templates, you know, on, on a good day, we don't need them, but we're not always in a good day. So please allow for those bad days and have an idea as to how you can respond to these things. Cause it's amazing how fast a bad day turns around when a good conversation turns into a sale. So number one is that we don't know what to say. Secondly, the other reason that might be holding you back is frequency. And you know what? The main thing with frequency is if I've made a direct ask, if someone said, now's not really the right time, I've just put it in the calendar as like, give it a month. And oftentimes, actually, I just explicitly ask for permission. I'll say, okay, that sounds great. When would be a good time? I mean, depending on the nature of the conversation, if it's one where I've explicitly made an invitation to a particular offer and, you know, it hasn't been the right time, I will explicitly ask when would be a good time and I'll, you know, make a note to reach out to you when that time comes. Because otherwise, honestly, you won't necessarily be front of mind and they'll forget and something else, some other shiny object will jump up and they'll go on to that instead. And it obviously is a beautiful way to ensure that you're being of service to them and, and getting their explicit consent to reach out to you. That makes the whole process feel so much nicer because you get to follow up in the context of, hey, you know, when we chatted back in August, you asked for me to reach out to you in November because you've, you know, you've just completed whatever life thing was going on. And, you know, let's chat. Are you ready to have a conversation now? You know, so easy, so easy because they asked you to. Okay. So do think about ways that you can make this really easy for yourself. And in terms of frequency, like I say, just go back to my simple premise. If you are the business that you'd like to buy from, what feels good to you? Because quite frankly, just disappearing off the face of the earth and hoping people will discover your content is not good enough. That is not the way someone who is actually excited to work with you behaves. And again, when you work from your heart space and you genuinely are excited by the idea of working with certain types of clients, let them know about it. I love it when someone lets me know that they would love to work with me. And thirdly, the other reason that stands in the way of us doing this is organization. 
you know, we just, we will have perhaps a good month where loads of leads come in. I know I've been there and just being a bit kind of like nonchalant, being like, well, the ones that were meant for me will come in and the ones that aren't won't. And, you know, they've got to make their empowered decision. They'll come back when the time is right. And again, quite frankly, we all live in such busy, noisy worlds. Most of the time we will fall off those people's radars. Okay. And you don't need to be falling off their radars. And so it's good to be organized. This is what I use Airtable for. (laughs) I probably talk about Airtable so much, but honestly, it is the brain of my business and it ensures that anyone regularly engaging with my emails, any sales calls I've had, everything is automated. I don't need to have an admin assistant put things in there. It's all automated and put in there so that when I have a new promotion running, I can go in, I can duplicate the table, I can literally or, you know, add an extra tape, add an extra bit where I kind of reference whether I've reached out to those people or not. And it is that simple and fun, (laughs) really fun. And of course, you know, sometimes I'll look at that list. I'm like, oh no, that person's not a good fit for the offer or that person's already gone through that. You know, it's, you know, of course we can then bring the human element to it all and, and make our own human decisions around it. But having the data in the first place makes it so much easier. And the truth is most businesses Like I say, even the seven-figure businesses that I've been behind the scenes of do not have the systems in place to make that easy. And I will tell you, as someone who very rapidly went from just under six figures to a multi-six-figure business within the space of a year, as in between those two, so my first year was 86K, the second year was around 200. I think it was just over, or maybe slightly under, I can't remember, anyway, somewhere around there. Um, I, you know, like things changed really rapidly and suddenly people I was having conversations with a year ago, you know, I just had totally escaped my mind. And that's such a missed opportunity because people who bought from you once will buy from you again. People who've had those conversations with you once were that close to deciding then and will be that much closer to deciding the next time. It's so much easier to sell to people who have already raised their hand and expressed some kind of interest in you, in the work you do and how to work with you than it is to somebody who is entirely cold and new. So do not miss out on this. Honestly, you're missing out on potentially, I don't know, an additional 20 to 30% additional revenue each month just based on this. I mean, I say 20 to 30%, I made that up. I think it could actually be significantly more. So follow up, my friends, follow up. And next week, Debbie Edwards and I will be talking about self-love in leadership and how self-love can be the most pivotal tool to help you elevate and take up space. It's going to be the most incredible conversation. Debbie is one of my clients and probably one of the most inspirational women I have ever had the good fortune to work with. And I'm so excited to be sharing this podcast. In fact, she's my very first podcast guest on Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul. And I could not be more excited for it. And in the meantime, if you've been listening to this and thinking, I want to be more successful in the coaching space, I'm ready to think about having a high ticket group program where do I start? What's it going to look like? Head on over to my One Academy where you will find the profitable program calculator, which is linked to in the show notes and head on over there to learn more about what your business life gets to look like a year from now. I'll see you next week.